0: Hello, my loves, and welcome to the Purposeful Lifestyle Development Podcast, where we discuss all things thought work and manifestation, but we use neuroscience and the study of the brain to do so. I'm your host, Tessa Spizak. I'm a board-certified practitioner, master life and health coach, and seasoned executive speaker. If you're ready to create your highest value lifestyle and turn your dream life into a reality, you're in the right place. Let's get right into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome on in, my friends. I hope you are feeling amazing. However, you are listening in and wherever you're listening in from. As always, I want to thank everyone so much who spends their time with me every week, every Monday here on the podcast. And if you're new here, welcome to our discussion. Here we talk about all the different things that we can do to purposely develop our lifestyles to really become the designer of our own reality. And today in doing so, I really want to talk about perceptions, specifically the way that we perceive the things that call for us to take action, right? That call out our own actions, the things we individually do on a regular basis that really get us through life. Now, of course, I want to talk about the science here, so jumping right in In terms of the brain, the way you perceive something is, again, scientifically speaking, the way your brain organizes, identifies, and interprets different sensory information, right? So what we hear, see, smell, touch, all of that. And it does that in order to understand the environment. It involves sending signals through the nervous system, So I know that's a bit of a lot, but we do talk a lot about the nervous system here. And that's the point that I want to hammer home is that your perspective and the way you perceive something, again, is just your brain decoding this information and it's going to send a signal to your nervous system. One side of your nervous system is your sympathetic that's responsible for your fight flight, fawn, freeze, that response that really feels like anxiety or stuck and it's really not good, right? We've talked about that a lot. I don't want to go too deep into that right now. But then on our other half, we have our parasympathetic part of our nervous system where that goal is really to get us into homeostasis or our calm, more regulated side. So again, simply put, just to kind of recap that, the way we perceive something is either going to send to our bodies a signal to go into fight, fright, or fight, flight, freeze, right? We raise our cortisol. That's what it thinks our body needs to do to keep us safe and keep us alive. Or it's going to signal to your body that we are very safe. This is calm. This is very homeostasis, right? That natural feeling of being aligned and being really present. So let's bring that to our discussion today. I want to talk about how we feel about the things that we have to do. Specifically, going back to our earlier definition, how we quantify and assign the things that we perceive we have to work really, really hard for in a sense that it has to be really difficult for us. And in turn, you know, we perceive that that hard work makes it mean something to us right that working really really hard and something being really difficult and pushing and hustling and really making your way through what does that hard work represent so give me just a second here if that doesn't make sense just yet it will here i want you to think about the different categories right there's basically three layers of the things that we need to do the things that take action from us First, it's the things that we have to do to be a functioning individual in our society, right? You've got to feed yourself something. You've got to have water, the basic needs. You do have to tend to your responsibilities, like go to work, do something like that to be able to pay the bills, maybe responsible for someone else like a children or you're a caregiver. Those are the things we have to do, right? Quote unquote, have to do, because I guess technically we don't have to do anything, but the things that... We definitely don't want those consequences, right? So the things you have to do. Second is the things that we want to do, but with purpose, right? The things we want to do to grow as a person. Basically, we're talking about here the goal-oriented activities. These are things like being mindful about our physical health and our mental health, right? So instead of just feeding yourself to avoid the consequence of death, sickness, something like that. It's feeding yourself foods that feel really good, drinking enough water, tending to your mental health, doing the body movement, workouts, maybe journaling, staying more hydrated. All of the things that make us feel good, but intentionally, right? It's creating the lifestyle that we really wanna live and we want to become that person. And then the third category of our actions are things that we just enjoy, our hobbies, the happy little bits of life, the things that are really not of a huge necessity, but it's something like curling up with your favorite book. It's listening to a comedian just for a laugh. It's taking a walk, not for exercise or anything like that, but just because you want to be alone with your thoughts, right? Maybe for some folks, it's going fishing, something like that, that it's really just the things that keep you present in the moment. But now, as I list these things out, right, the have-to-dos, like your responsibilities, the, we'll call them should-dos, the things that you have set for goals for yourself, and these are the things you need to do to get there, and the want-to-dos. I want you to think about your emotions when we talk about those, or if you have any visceral response, meaning the way you feel in your body. So let's break it down. First category, how do you perceive the things that you have to do, right? Is it, Ugh, I have to get up and go to work. I have to go sit through the school line. I have to do X, Y, Z, right? It's sometimes that heavy, almost burdened feeling. Or do you notice that your mind goes to the positive, at least to some degree? Maybe you've already trained yourself to do this and it doesn't have to be a huge leap, but it can be almost a positive neutral Things like, yeah, I have to go to work and maybe I'm not super thrilled about that, but at least the project I'm working on is really, really interesting. Or yeah, I have to drop the kids off and sit through the super long line, but at least I have a good car ride with them and we have a chance to catch up, maybe listen to some music that we both like. Instead of, you know, I have to do the grocery shopping, it's at least I get a minute out of the house. You know, maybe I have a chance to kind of get out of my head for a minute and just do this. And I ask because it is your choice how you respond. Now, before you get a little frustrated with me, let me explain. It reminds me of this saying, and maybe you've heard it. Um, I know it's probably said so much more eloquently than this, but it's something along the lines of your first thought is what you're conditioned to think, and your second thought is what you choose to think. So pulling it outside of ourself, outside of personal tends to be more example, or I'm sorry, tends to be more easy in terms of an example. So let's do that. This is a really simple one. Say you see a person walking down the street and everything about them is just not your vibe, right? Not that anything's wrong and they're just minding their business, you know, no harm to none, but something about their outfit, maybe their hair, the whole combination of it, your initial thought is, oh my God, look at that person. What are they doing? I could never leave the house like that. You know, And then maybe you even start to make assumptions about them. But then once you catch yourself doing that, you take a quick second and you remember like, oh, hey, I really don't wanna be judgmental. And that was a really judgmental thing to think, right? They really aren't doing anything wrong. So you know what? Who am I to say that they have to wear my style and what I like, I don't have to like what they wear, but maybe they're just having fun and trying something new. And you know, I'm actually going to take a little bit of note from them and maybe gain a little bit of confidence to do something out of my comfort zone, right? That's probably a much longer thing than your actual inner dialogue would be, but you get what I'm saying. So it's the same thing I'm talking about when we reference our personal lives and our need to do's right? Because maybe going back to this example, if you were the judger of that person, well, there could be something that had created or conditioned that response. You know, maybe you went to school with really judgmental people or, you know, they just are not down with being outside of the box. And that type of thing is just really what you're used to hearing. Or Maybe as a kid, you weren't allowed to express your style outwardly. And so it's literally just shocking to you and kind of uncomfortable to see someone else doing that because you've never felt comfortable to do that. Just because at one time you consider that bad or wrong, you don't have to actively choose to keep that perception. You can choose to change it. I mean, as we grow and learn, I think most of us have change of heart like that, but sometimes it can be harder to relay it into our own self and into our own life. So that's what I want to do is just take a look at how your personal perspectives mold your own life. Really, because if you get down to the nitty gritty of it, you can ask, how are we scripting the day in terms of what we need to do? I can always tell what headspace someone is in by the words that they use. Is it I have to do XYZ. I need to do XYZ or hey, I'm going to go do that, right? I'm kind of excited. I'm ready to try. I get to, especially when we are coming up with a plan. And that's something I will always pause and give a reminder of is if I'm in a session with someone and they're listing out these goals and we come up with something that's really sustainable for them to do in a really great way to implement it. And at first, they're getting really excited. And sometimes there's a switch in the conversation where old thought patterns and old subconscious beliefs come up and this plan that they just told me that they wanted to do, that they were really excited about and I could see it in their face, now it's, oh, I have to do that, right? And that's something we always want to stop and examine until we can get it to a place of No, okay, I'm excited, I'm jazzed, I'm pumped, whatever the case is. And it is small, or it seems small, but it's what makes the biggest impact. Now, Especially when we are moving into that second category of get-tos. What I'm talking about right now is that goal-oriented side of need-to-do things, of task-oriented things. So if you're wanting to make a change, maybe wanting to create a healthy morning routine, that you feel like it sets you up for success or wanting to eat the healthy food and drink more water because it gives you more energy and more clarity of thought or just really wanting to break through old thought patterns and habits that no longer serve you. I mean, really, that's what our whole conversation is about is developing your lifestyle on purpose. How do you perceive it? How do you perceive doing the action that it will take to get you there. Are you excited to do the things that get you to where you want to go? Or are you framing it with a mindset of have to or something that, you know, when I say that, that have to, need to, it feels almost like a heaviness in my chest. Like you just get the air kicked out of you. And it's so opposite with get to, excited to, right? Your chest expands. It feels really good, much more open. So pay attention there on how you're perceiving it, because our perception shapes our reality. If you are saying, this is so hard to do, it's so hard to get up and do the thing that I want to do, then guess what? You are exactly right, and it's going to be really hard. Or if you find yourself having that thought and deciding instead to say, hang on, whoa, 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 no, I really don't think so. I don't think it's going to be hard, right? Say it's something simple like taking morning walk. Y'all, if You've been around me, you know I'm obsessed with my morning walks, they're crucial. So today that's what you want to do too, your initial thought is, oh, that's so, so hard, I, I can't make myself do this, da-da-da-da-da, start arguing with yourself a bit and say, well, where? Show me where it's hard, right? All I have to do is put on my shoes, then all I have to do is fill my water bottle and then open the door and, you know, go from there on and on and on. And then you get to think about how good you feel afterwards. That's, for me, that's my motivation because I know I'm clear-headed. I know I'm more creative and more energetic. It's so, so important. So focusing on that, my have-to is turned into a positive, right? But before we get too deep into that, because I'm tangenting a little bit, I think we've all got it, I want you to focus on this third piece that... I think a lot of us tend to overlook is that when we are dealing with this laundry list, this huge long list of this to-do list, the need to dos all the things it spills over into our last category, that third category, the things that do nothing more than bring us joy, the things that make life really worth living. Like I said, you know, curling up with your favorite Book, taking time to sit and laugh with an old friend or just watch your favorite comedian, diving into our creative projects, anything like that, those tend to get set on the back burner if we are going through life and perceiving everything else as a have to do. Our brain really starts to paint this picture with something along the lines of, and you know, put your own verbiage in here, but how can we just sit and be unproductive and just be present enjoying this thing if we have this never-ending to-do list of have-to-dos, right? It can really cause a very panicky feeling in regards to the things that, again, those are want-to-dos, the make life worth living, bring us present. It's That's not going to feel good a lot of the times because we have such a long list of need-to-dos, all the have-to-dos, So this is a thought I want to send you with and this is your homework for the next week is when that feeling starts to well up in your chest and it's so have to, I need to, my goals, all of it, I want you to just stop and ask yourself, what if I let this be easy? Can this be easy or can it at least be fun or new or exciting? And what if at those times we're thinking, oh, I have to, I need to, I can't do this other thing until I do something else. I just want you to pause for a minute. Do you have to take that perspective? Or can you spend a little bit of time to change it? Get to a point that you are able to hype yourself up a little bit. That you are excited to expand and grow and to step in this new reality of yourself. And again, it doesn't have to be fake or overzealous, but... Instead of dreading building your business or working on your passion, worrying that it won't be good enough, get excited about pushing your limits and building something new that has never existed before. And here's my final point. All of that being said, we've got to remember motivation can be really fleeting. And that's the human's brain attempt to keep you safe by sticking to what it knows and staying to that comfort zone. But if you are ready to step into that new, higher value, more aligned life that you know is meant for you, this is a crucial step. Take notice and reframe your perspective when you feel the discomfort. Don't run away from it. Don't pretend it's not there, but intentionally choose to acknowledge it and choose a new perspective. And I promise it'll change your life. But all right, my loves, that's where I'll leave us today. I want to thank you so much for joining in on this conversation with me. And each week, every Monday, we're going to be posting a new episode, going a little bit deeper into the conversation of what you can do to train your brain on purpose to really allow for the lifestyle that you want to live. Until next time, my loves. In the meantime, here's to your health and your happiness.